Well, although Catholics are always meant to be practicing the corporal works of mercy during, during Lent, of course, we pay a special attention to our almsgiving. Now, if you're like me, oftentimes you may feel like you should be doing more for the poor and vulnerable, but you're not sure exactly how. For my own, for my own part, it seems like the appropriate way of giving is somewhere between giving a couple of bucks to someone on the street and inviting a homeless person to move into my house. Somewhere in between those. Those are pretty wide extremes. So I need some advice. Thankfully, joining us now is Mike Rios Keating, the social justice education manager at Catholic Charities, with a look at our call as faithful Catholics in giving to those in need. Mike, welcome to the program. Hello. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Wonderful to have you with us and a happy Lent to you. Well, looking at uh, Catholic social teaching on options for the poor and vulnerable, um, why don't you we just start there? What does that mean? What does um, what does it practically look like? What does it mean, and what what is the focus on the poor and vulnerable in Catholic social teaching? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I appreciate that that framing. And and for those listeners, you know, when, when we say Catholic social teaching, uh, you know, we're talking about the roadmap that's that's rooted in both scripture and modern church documents for how we are supposed to engage with the the ever-changing social issues of our day, including, like you mentioned, something like like homelessness. Um, and, and that phrase that we may have heard thrown around, you know, preferential options for the poor and vulnerable, which is a mouthful, um, that, you know, it, it goes back to, uh, actually, Father Pedro Arupe was one of the first to use that back in the 60s, and it became a big part of liberation theology and uh, with the Catholic bishops in Latin America. Um, but it was in the 90s that actually uh, Pope John Paul II expanded that term, uh, you know, to thinking more than just the corporal works of mercy, but also what does it mean to be caring for the spiritually poor, right? Mm. Um, and and now we know it as a pillar, uh, a tenant, uh, one of the one of the ten values of Catholic social teaching that that we look at. And practically speaking, I think it's it's uh, it's one thing to look at scripture. It goes, you know, we know that. Uh, giving to the poor, um, you know, goes back in Scripture as early as Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and then of sure. course we're looking at the life of Christ, um, you know, Matthew twenty-five, and 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 so some of that we can we can learn from. So, I mean, some of that we we do get a sense of who is uh, who is the poor. What does it mean to give of ourselves? Uh, you know, we in Scripture we hear about um, you know widows, orphans, aliens, and. That certainly that translates to today when we're talking about um, women, children, uh, immigrants, and refugees in terms of who uh, who might be um, in need. Uh, but but we also think about that that Hebrew term anawim, you know, the little ones or the the marginalized. And so it really is that that more difficult question of asking uh, who is you know who is the anawim today. And I think that changes, and that's why actual teaching is so important, is because it also uh, allows us to to kind of think about uh, the, the issues that may change ten years from now, and and so you know one way to do that I think that when I think about this idea of who is poor, what does it mean uh, to give, and and who is in need around me, you know we can look at access and disparities, you know where there might be inequity in terms of uh, how people are doing, how they have access to certain systems, and so. While homelessness, like you mentioned, uh, is certainly a community that we know has been uh, has been shunned, does not have equitable access to certain systems. Even within that, we know that there are communities uh, that are that are at 
particular risk or are suffering more. You know, we, 5% of Minnesota population is African American, yet makes up 39% of the homeless population, or 1% of our Native American brothers and sisters who are in Minnesota, making up 8%. And so, and so there are certain communities that we can, we can look to, um, in terms of, you know, being, uh, that, 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 that as people of faith, you know, th- those are, are, those are the communities that, uh, that get preference in terms of, uh, in terms of our, our, our giving. And the, the last thing I'll, I'll say with this, which I think is maybe the, the hard part is that a lot of church leaders have also written about how this concept, you know, giving to the poor means sacrifice, you know, and, and you, <laughs> you gave that extreme, right? You know, whether it's, you know, giving a dollar or, letting someone into your home, right? Like, what is that, what is that in between? And so to ask of ourselves, what are we willing to give up for the good of our neighbor? Uh, I think that gets into the hard question of, you know, the pieces of the pie, not having enough pieces of the pie. And while I don't think that it's helpful for us to approach this work with a scarcity mentality, that if you have, then I have not, I think there is something to be said. And we do learn from scripture that um, get, that it does take sacrifice and that it, and so we, you know, what are we willing to give up, whether that's resources, time, power, comfort, you know, uh, being comfortable, uh, so that we all might thrive. And there are a lot of, a lot of ways to do that. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what I want to get into, Mike. So I'm very glad you asked that. So, you know, I, I feel like I, there's opportunities for me to give of my uh, monetary resources, and, and those are, you know, plentiful. And, and I try to take advantage of them, especially turning to those during Lent. I mean, I think that that's something that's incumbent upon me as a as a faithful practicing Catholic, that I need to share my material resources with others. But, you know, I just, when you talk about, you know, special needs or preferential options um, for certain segments of the population, that I, I feel this kind of nudge, like, you know, maybe there's something more I should be giving or doing because it's all too easy to write a check or, you know, mm-hmm. use a, an online donation thing or whatever it might be. And then kind of, yeah. you know, then it's out of sight, out of mind, you know, and, and just kind of, well, I've done my part type of thing. But that's not what I hear the Lord calling me to do. So any any suggestions, particularly with, I mean, uh, and how Catholic Charities, you know, specifically is set up to minister to the poor and the vulnerable that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Catholic Charities does does uh, a lot of work and a lot, and, and you know, if we're talking about homelessness, we, you know, housing stability is is a space that, that we do that. And I think about how how we think about the issue that someone might be um, facing. So, you know, we are a large social service agency that's been around for, you know, more than 150 years. And we have a lot of different programs um, and a lot of different services. But if, if we're talking specifically about homelessness or, or housing stability, thinking about that person who comes in and, and that, and that first question of, you know, is this person, does this person have human dignity? And we know that the answer is yes. Right. And so, and so meeting that individual where they are at uh, and, and, you know, honoring their story as unique and asking, you know, how can we, how can we uh, journey with this person in solidarity um, to, to, yes, give shelter, right? Like that emergency service is needed and we do that. We have shelters uh, where we are giving meals and we are giving, you know, giving that night of stay. But I, I think about that next question of, 
why are they here in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's when we are called to doing some of that harder work of, of asking about systems. And, and so it's, it's, you know, listening in the beginning and, and listening might, we might be giving up comfort, right? And so, uh, how are we being in relationship with people in need? And it doesn't, you know, it also doesn't mean that we, we may not be in a situation where we can put ourselves in those spaces to, to hear stories all the time. But I, I think that, you know, if, if we are feeling like a donation, we want to do more, uh, then learning about someone's story is a, is a great way to start. And so, uh, and so then you may learn, you know, oh, wow, this, how this person came into housing instability, uh, is a really interesting one and, at, and has me asking questions about, uh, the larger picture here, right? And right. so when we think about the, the housing continuum, we have unsheltered homeless you know, on one side of that, but then we, we have, you know, the hope is that we are moving them, that they are not just staying in shelter every night, right? But that we are able to move people uh, into thriving, into safe and affordable housing. And, and that gets into some of those harder questions of, of comfort of, well, how do we, how do we do that? And so for me, that, that, that question, you know, I, 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 personally struggle with that just as much as the next person, but I, I, I'm lucky to work at an agency in which uh, I think that we think, try to think about it more holistically of, of not just giving in the charity, but also doing some of that justice work that we're called to in Catholic social teaching right. of asking, how did this person get here in the first place, right? What do they need uh, to be successful? And so that comes uh, in our opportunity centers, that comes in our transitional housing. And then we also, you know, all the way up to permanent supportive housing. And so, you know, there are ways that we can do uh, some of that learning, some of that listening that goes beyond just that, that charitable giving. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that we wanted to have you speak on just about as well, because we know that, yeah, much of the work does focus on achieving and maintaining housing stability. um, And not just, like you said, not just a night in the shelter, um, to both Catholics, non-Catholics, whoever needs it, right? And so can you share a bit more, just uh, introduce us to places or to like the higher ground, Dorothy Day Center, places yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, so we have, uh, like I mentioned, we, you know, many listeners may know us uh, for the, for our housing work, for our shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if if we think about our programs that are doing that immediate, uh, that immediate need, that emergency services, we have shelters like Higher Ground uh, Minneapolis and and Higher Ground um, uh, Higher Ground St. Paul, uh, we are doing that um, emergency needs for for youth as well at our Hope Street and our Family Service Center, which is a shelter. But we know that that's not that's not enough, right? And so our opportunity centers in both Minneapolis and uh, and St. Paul, they are uh, to give that opportunity. Uh, to ask, what else do you need, right? How during your day, you know, when you are not sleeping in the shelter, what can we be helping with in a way uh, that includes collaboration with counties and other organizations? And it's also the things that I think a lot of people think of as the little things like haircuts or feet care, right? Like those things that are just dignified that maybe I take for granted. Uh, that That is is something that is important uh, for someone who is on their feet all day or or just cannot afford uh, a haircut, and those are those are some of the things that are happening uh, at our St. Paul Opportunity Center um, that allow people uh, to start to get things in order. And yeah. I I think a lot of 
uh, people may think um, that housing comes, you know, comes last, right? So getting everything in order uh, so that you may be in a place, you know, to be renting or to to have a place to call your own. But what we know um, is that housing is actually that stability um, is actually really important for getting other things in order. And so we we have uh, we have programs set up so that we can try to get people uh, as quickly as possible into into a stable environment, whether that's our our pay for stay program uh, in at our uh, higher ground in in uh, St. Paul, in which people pay a little bit uh, to to have access to come in and out. Maybe they have a, a night shift, maybe they're working part-time, so they pay a little bit, but that money can then go towards a safety deposit or a, um, or a security deposit or first month's rent. So some yeah. of these really interesting programs that, that focus on stability so that people can have uh, the safe and affordable housing that are that in Catholic social teaching we, we know is a social right, you know, to, to act equitable access to to shelter and safe and affordable housing. Right, right. Well, it sounds good to me. And uh, again, I think in our closing minute here, I just wanted to pitch the question one more time about how people might find out more and how they might get involved. You did say a great a great thing to do is just listen to somebody's story and to, to connect with them that way. I think that's a great piece of advice. Any other ways that they can get involved and learn more about Catholic Charities here in the Twin Cities? Yeah, absolutely. Our, our, our website is cctwincities.org. And I would invite anyone, if you haven't volunteered at one of our uh, one of our sites, volunteering is a great way uh, to get involved, to see our programs, uh, whether that's serving a meal or even at our distribution center. We need help in a variety of ways, and we make it really easy for groups or individuals, uh, faith communities, uh, to volunteer. Um, if people are listening and part of a larger community, you know, getting a group together to go, um, there's a, a large volunteer tab on our website. That's one way. Of course, giving... Um, whether that's in-kind donations or monetarily uh, during Lent or otherwise, uh, that is that is also uh, really important because we need we need those resources to continue the, the the work that we do. And and you know, being the education manager, one thing that I will uh, that I will say is that you know we know that when people learn more about these issues, they're more likely to act, they're more likely to volunteer, they're more likely to advocate. So we have, you know, I was just at a confirmation class last week, and the week before that was at a Lenten soup supper doing a, a presentation on Catholic social teaching. So you can invite us into your community, mm. uh, into your business or organization uh, to learn more about homelessness, to learn more about housing or racial equity, Catholic social teaching. We do workshops we and, and various, uh, you know, circle conversations for people to learn to learn more and and our hope is that then people uh, might want to act might want to do some of the advocacy work that our policy team is doing uh, to make it so that these aren't issues uh, in the first place and so people can also sign up for our advocacy network on our website or text the word voice to 50457 that will connect you with our advocacy work as well so there are a lot of ways you know between education uh, advocacy volunteering donate donating um, as ways to get involved with Catholic Church. wonderful yeah, it sounds great, Mike. Thank you so much for all the work that you do, and thank you for being on the program today. God bless you, Mike. Thanks so much. Mike Rios-Keating, the Social Justice Education Manager at Catholic Charities. For more information on Catholic Charities in the, in the Twin Cities and how you can get involved, again, visit cctwincities.org. When we return, a local Catholic school teacher of Ukrainian descent with an inside look at life in a war-torn country. Don't miss it. Stay with us.